He's a football Hall of Famer with two MVPs and a Super Bowl ring. But before Kurt Warner's rise to fame, he had to put the idol of football behind him. I'm Charles Morris, and thank you for joining me on the Great Stories Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to talk with Christian filmmaker Andy Irwin, who you might know as one half of the Irwin brothers, who brought you films like Imagine and I Still Believe. Together, we'll talk about Kurt Warner's story and how the movie American Underdog is as much about faith in Christ as it is about football. I'm also excited to share part of Kurt Warner's testimony from a 1999 Billy Graham crusade recorded just after he won the Super Bowl championship. It turns out when glorifying God became his main purpose in life, Kurt's life changed forever. Super Bowl or no Super Bowl. And now, an excerpt from American Underdog. So why in the world would I give you this shot? Because this is my time, sir. Because I know who I am and I know why I'm here. Because I've earned it. I've waited for it. I've bled for it. And I'm finally ready for it. I wasn't before. God knows I wasn't, but I am now. And I will not let you down. You put the ball in my hands, and we will win. That's all, Kurt. That's an excerpt from the new movie called American Underdog, the true life story of football quarterback Kurt Warner. I'm Charles Morris, here in a haven today called No One Wins Alone. And on the line with me from Nashville is one of the Christian filmmaking duo, the Irwin Brothers. Andy, so glad you could join me again here on Haven Today. Give me the elevator pitch, you know. What's American Underdog all about? Charles, it's good to be with you. You know, I think um, Underdog, it's in the title. It is the ultimate sports underdog story. And I remember being on the sidelines of uh, the Super Bowl in 2002. I was a cameraman uh, for Sports Networks, and uh, I just remember watching this Kurt Warner story play out larger than life. And it was this guy that went from bagging groceries at the supermarket, trying to make ends beat, supporting his family, to getting one last shot at his dream in the NFL and made uh, it was a long shot to make the team. And next thing you know, he's starting for the St. Louis Rams. Mm. And he had this Cinderella season that went from being a nobody to leading them to the Super Bowl. Uh, as the, you know, uh, most uh, underrated, undrafted, uh, you know, rookie of all time. And so it was just this amazing story of him fighting for his family, fighting with, you know, with his wife for this dream of keeping their dream alive, and and then ultimately uh, finding that in his faith. And it was just a beautiful story to tell. So I remember when I watched it on the sidelines of that Super Bowl saying, you know, that's really intriguing. I want to know the rest of the story. I had no clue that 20 years later, my brother and I would be directing the movie. And so uh, it was a it was a dream come true. Well, and what a perfect story yeah. for someone who's a Christian to yeah. come through all that. So let me ask you, Andy, why was Kurt Warner the perfect character for a movie called American Underdog? You know, Kurt Warner... Uh, it's just really amazing. I remember, you know, most people remember from that Super Bowl when he 
won it of him standing up, pointing to heaven and say, and he was one of the first to say, you know, I'd like to thank uh, my Lord and Savior up above. And he said, thank you, Jesus. And there's this moment, you know, where he just, you know, I remember as a Christian, that was the first time I had heard somebody really do that. And he just really pointed to his faith and, uh, and his relationship with his wife, Brenda. And it was a partnership between the two of them. I think the thing that made it really compelling was not what people remember of what happened on the field. It's the part of the story that they don't know of what happened at home. Mm. And, you know, he stepped into this family, uh, married a single mother uh, who was struggling to make it with a special needs son. And he just stepped in and started fighting for this family. And they went to the, as low as you can go, uh, where they absolutely had no money and were struggling to stay afloat. And Brenda fought for the dream as much as Kurt did. And they were a team. And so when they won, that's why every time he won a game, he would run up in the stands and find his wife, mm-hmm. her Marine spiky haircut. And, uh, <laughs> and they would have a moment together because he felt like it was Brenda's win as much as his. And so it was a beautiful story uh, of this, this couple fighting to stay together through their faith. Hey, I don't know where we go from here. I don't know what comes next, but this, we did this. We did this together. I love you. I love you, too. We did it. An excerpt from American Underdog, which is the true life story of football Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champ, Kurt Warner. Andy, how does somebody's faith work its way out as they play a sport or live their life? Yeah. Especially when somebody like Kurt Warner gets famous and he was already a Christian. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I think for for those that have a moment of impact and what Kurt was able to do, uh, it was about it being more than football, of knowing his purpose of why he was there. And, and, you know, I think that's his character arc in this story is this guy that it's all about his dream and being a big deal and being famous uh, and being a star and that his worth was in football. But in the journey, he discovered that his worth was in so much more than football. It wasn't about a ball. It was about a, a destiny that God had a purpose for him to uh, use his platform to inspire others. And it was ultimately about him fighting for his family. So when he got back to that dream later in life and finally got his chance to start an NFL game at age 27, which is ancient by NFL standards, mm-hmm. uh, he knew why he was there and what he was doing it for. And it wasn't about just being a football player. It was about uh, fighting for something bigger than himself. And I think that's where his faith became real. And I think that's what prepared him for success. Isn't that interesting? People like Kurt Warner and other Christians who I've met who have become successful didn't start out trying to be successful. I find that ironic, don't you? You know, I think it's the, the whole idea of success is... Uh, is kind of a, a bit of a deceptive thing, you know, because I think people that chase it, you know, the ones that chase it, that, you know, still accomplish something of worth, I think have to come to a moment of a death of a dream mm. uh, to where then they kind of rediscover it, you know, in that kind of hero's journey, dark night of the soul. But then others, I think it's kind of, success, you know, greatness is kind of thrust upon them. It's not something that they intended to find. It was something that they were kind of created for a moment. And I think, you know, as a Christian, I really believe that success or greatness or whatever uh, is not something you can own. It's not something that you can hold on to. It it it, it passes through your hands like sand. 
but it's a stewardship thing of I'm going to be given a moment in time where you have a platform and what are you going to do with it? Cause that moment will last. And mm -hmm. guys like Kurt Warner, because of what he went through and for Kurt and Brenda, uh, when that moment came, they were prepared and they, they knew who they were and they knew they were there for a reason and they didn't waste it. And I think that's what has things that really kind of dent the universe. Mm. Looking at that life story of Kurt Warner, who you've gotten to know so much more, having made a movie on his on his life and and in his career, uh, more than when you just were filming him, you know, yeah. as a sports videographer at one time in your life. Why is this an important message? His message. Why is it an important message for people to hear today? You know, it's really been amazing to watch it strike a chord with people, particularly men, um, you know, because I think there's something universally relatable about fighting for your family. And I think to a certain extent, a lot of people over the past two years have felt like underdogs. They felt like the world stacked mm -hmm. against them because of mm -hmm. what people have had to do, go through to survive, you know, whether it's COVID or, or all the different things that have put people at a disadvantage. And I think you know, I feel, I feel like they feel like, you know, I can't get any lower than I am right now. And is there ever kind of a moment where I'm going to win again? And I think for Kurt, that tenacity of not giving up and of believing that God had a big plan for his life. And then God using all of that pain, not wasting any of the pain to give him something to say. Mm. And so that when the moment came back, he was ready for it. I just think that that speaks to most people that watch it. And, you know, one of the things I love doing is now it's out on you know, digital home video and everything. And it's also been playing a lot on airplanes. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and so when I'm on a flight, like a Delta flight, I love when I have to step up to go to the back of the plane for the restroom. I love walking back up the aisle and seeing how many people are watching Underdog, but watching uh, men watching the movie and seeing the ones that are at the end of the movie and they're trying so hard not to cry. Not to cry. Play. And I get a kick out of it. It's one of my like little delights in life. And people knowing that, not knowing I had anything to do with it, but just watching how they respond. It's, a, it's always a delight. Grown men can cry, can't yeah, they? Especially on a story yeah. like this. Yeah. Five years ago, you were stocking supermarket shelves in Iowa. Now you're a Super Bowl champion, an NFL MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. What message does it send to people? I thank all the players, all the coaches, my family, everybody for believing in me and... Uh, I got to give the praise and glory to my Lord and Savior up above. And we're world champions. How about the Rams? Well, Andy, you guys just, you and your brother just keep getting better. Let me ask you, though, how do you do a Christian movie that you want to entertain and draw in a non-Christian audience but still get the gospel in there as well. Yeah, I think I think for us, John, my brother John and I, we 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 love to tell stories of redemption, and we do true stories. Mm -hmm. And so we look for stories that in, in its DNA has an earned moment to kind of make faith matter, and to kind of be outwardly focused to an outward world to explain the things that we hold dear. And kind of earn that moment. And so when we find a story like American Underdog, where it's just naturally in the story, we light up because that's the kind of stories we tell. You know, we've got a couple other movies coming out that have that in it. There's Jesus Revolution is a movie that my, my brother mm -hmm. just finished that'll be out in February. And then there's mm -hmm. another one uh, called Ordinary Angels with Hilary Swank that uh, our friend John Gunn 
directed that'll be out uh, later next year as well. Both are just fantastic stories or true stories of things like that. When we find a story like that, we dig in and we just love sharing that with an audience because there's power in our stories. Um, and uh, and so Kurt Warner was one of those that for us, we couldn't believe that it hadn't been told and we mm. couldn't believe that we got to be the ones to tell it. And mm. so uh, it was a tremendous privilege to share this story with the world. And I can't wait to see it continue to grow and find its audience. Kind of gets you up in the morning, doesn't it? When you're in your line of work. <laughs> it does. It's our purpose. It's our purpose. All right. Do you do you mind praying? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Okay. Why don't you just pray that uh, people can understand Christ more and be led to Christ through the story of uh, Kurt Warner then? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love that. I would love to pray for that. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to talk and tell stories. What a privilege it is to kind of share other people's experiences of knowing you. And Lord, I just pray for just the radio program, the people that listen to this, that they would be moved to want to explore more and know more about you. I pray that you would just uh, draw hearts towards yourself. And Lord, specifically with Kurt's story and, and the, just the story of uh, somebody struggling to keep their family together, I just pray that those that are listening that feel like they're at the end of their rope and that they don't know how to kind of hold it together, that they would in that uh, maybe be drawn to a story like this and see that in your darkest hour, in your worst pain, that, that Lord, you're a God that doesn't waste that, and you're a God that invites uh, uh, a relationship to give that meaning. And I just pray that you continue to do that. Lord Jesus, we love you, and thank you so much for all that you've done for us. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Andy, thank you so much for joining us here on the program uh, to talk about American Underdog. Thank you, Charles. It has been a pleasure to talk with you. Love what you guys do. This is Haven Today. It's a program called No One Wins Alone. And now I want to share with you a really cool moment. The Billy Graham Crusade came to St. Louis in 1999. Kurt Warner, the quarterback of the hometown team, was invited to share his story. Take a listen. I don't think you'll be disappointed. First of all, I just want to say, isn't God awesome? I've been in this place many a times with the seats packed and people cheering, and, uh, but I've never been so awestruck as I am right now. And the reason is because I know you guys aren't here because I can throw touchdown passes or because I can win football games. You guys are here to talk, hear me talk about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, when I was growing up, uh, you know, I was raised in the church, um, you know, had a religious background, but uh, all through my life, you know, for, for a long period of time anyways, I always had my life on one side and my Lord was on the other. And they were always two separate things. You know, I was over here and I was living my life and doing the things that uh, I shot, thought I should be doing, you know, trying to live a good life by, uh, by human standards. And then whenever I screwed that up, or whenever my mom made me go to church, I got over to this side and, uh, you know, prayed and, and, and did those things. But they were always separate things. And about four years ago, thanks to the help of my wife and some really close friends of mine, I was, uh, I was born again. I was brought to... Uh,
I was about to come and, and uh, you know, give my life to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it was amazing. Right at that moment, those two entities went just like this. And I realized that they're not two separate things. That the reason I have this life and the reason that I am here is to praise and worship the man above. And from that point in time, my life changed. And it didn't always go exactly the way that I had hoped it would go. It wasn't quite the script that I had written. But after being up here tonight and seeing what's happened over the last five weeks, I realized that there was a reason that the Lord brought me along the way he did. He knew that uh, four years ago, five years ago, six years ago, I wouldn't have been ready for this. You know, I wasn't focused on what was really important in life. I would have been happy to throw touchdown passes and make a lot of money and do those types of things, but I would have been happy to do that for me. Now when I go out and step on this field and can throw some touchdown passes and can win football games, all I think about is how I can build that platform and use what I do on this football field to glorify and praise my Lord and Savior. And so when people ask me who I am, all I can say is, is I'm a, a devout Christian man because that's who I am. I'm not a football player. That's just what I do. What I am is a man that lives his life for Jesus Christ. And all I try to do is... And all I want to do is share his love and take advantage of every single opportunity that I have to share his ministry and his word with everybody that I come involved with. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. And I'm so grateful for Andy Irwin joining us to talk about American Underdog and the faith of Kurt Warner. And if you'd like to see the movie, and I hope you do, we have the DVD for you as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries. Just visit us in a moment at haventoday.org to find out more. Now, if you want to hear more content like this, please subscribe where you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, like I did, please help us get the word out. Leave us a five-star review. And you can also visit us at haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover more episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you so much in the name of Jesus for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris. Thank you.